Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brinkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast within the umbrella of health-related topics is mental health and mindset. I began Crooked Illness as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. Hello, you guys, and welcome to today's episode, Failing to Success. I am extremely excited about this episode because I just got done recording it with my guest. And now I'm here to record to let you guys know what this episode is all about, what we're getting into today, why I'm doing the episode, and more details about the episode. So I decided to do this episode because my guest this week reached out to me on Instagram and we had such a great phone call. We ended up talking for hours, you guys, just hours and hours about my the, the story of my guest, the work that she has been doing. And I'm not going to tell you guys too much about her, like I always do in these intros, because I don't want to reveal too much, because she is going to give you guys a story, a backstory on who she is, what she does, and all those details. But she is only 20 years old, you guys, 20 years old, and she started a nonprofit organization that is aimed at educating students and people on mental health awareness topics, related topics, and she also uses her story as a way to um, communicate that to her audience and the students as well. So it's super cool what she's been doing, what she's been up to, and I really loved more the most important thing that I really took away from this conversation with my guests and I really wanted to highlight is the view that she has on failure. The view that she has on failure as looking at looking at lessons and of course, when we overcome different moments in our life and are faced with different challenges, rather than letting that resonate with us as I am a failure or I failed my family, I failed my friends, I failed my significant other. No, instead of, instead of personalizing that failure, viewing this as a stepping stone to success and taking lessons from the failure rather than letting the failure take things from you. So this is a, a topic we're going to be getting into a lot in this episode is the view she had of failure before when she was struggling very badly with anxiety, with depression, with dealing with an eating disorder as well. All of these different things we're getting into. What did she do to overcome those moments and step out of this frame of I am a failure into one of let me use these experiences and use them in a way that can add value to other people that can help other people how did she do that we're going to be getting into that in the episode but also we're going to be speaking about the role of social media 
as well when it came to the experiences she had within her story and viewing social media as something that was very damaging in the past and now today using it as a tool to communicate and express to her audience and show that, you know, this is something that I have struggled with. These are things that I have experienced that have been very, very hard, very, very challenging. And this is what I did to overcome that. And just to kind of be able to relate to people more on a deeper level and really show that, you know, you guys, we're humans. We're all, we've all had things happen and go on and experience that have not been the happiest and most exciting moments ever of our lives. But being able to highlight that in a way that is a good way rather than something that we see that keeps us stuck in this place of feeling like we will never be good enough. We will never be able to live a life we really want. So that's also something we get into as well, along with the most helpful tips from my guest that have helped her come out of the period that she experienced where she was struggling very badly with depression and anxiety and ultimately allowed those things to take control of her life. How was she able to overcome that? What, is, what has been the most helpful things for her in that. So that is what a nice little overview, you guys, of this episode, Failing to Success, and what my guest has done to use these challenges, these obstacles, these experiences, all of these things that have been hurtful and bad and negative in turn and take these things and get get lessons from them and be able to apply those lessons into things that she has created and put out into the world that have, that are just amazing and incredible. And I know you guys will really love this episode because I could talk to this this girl right here all day long all day long and I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go in any more longer because we're gonna get right into the episode right now you guys hello guys and welcome to a brand new episode of crooked illness I'm so excited to get into the meaning of today's episode failing to success there is such a powerful story behind this one that my beautiful guest, Stevie Griffin, and I will be diving into. Stevie is a journalist for Extol Magazine, along with running her blog, Healthy Life, Healthy Mind, and her nonprofit called The Diamond Bucket Project. I'm very fired up to have Stevie here today to share her story with us and share all the ways she has been able to use failure to propel herself forward in all the work she has done and is currently doing. So without further ado, welcome Stevie to the podcast. Hello everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I remember reaching out to Paris just a few weeks ago and it's been so great to get to know her and I can't wait to share with you guys more about my story and my nonprofit and what I've been doing um, with mental health. So I'm so excited. Yay. I'm so excited too. You guys have no idea. She reached out to me. We had the most incredible conversation. I felt like I could talk to her just all day long, you know, hearing about her, her story, the nonprofit, all the things she has done and is doing. And she's only 20 years old, 20 years old. And that's inc incredible to me. So I really just, I really just want to get into this. So before we just jump right into the focus of the episode, I would love if you could just start us off with sharing your story. So let's just dive, dive right into that. <laughs> okay, awesome. So um, I've dealt with mental health issues my entire life. 
And when I was in middle school, I was really struggling with figuring out um, why my body and my mind was experiencing the mental and emotional changes that I was feeling. And being a 12 and 11 year old girl, you really don't understand what is happening. I truly felt lost. I didn't feel like I was educated enough on mental health. And so I was genuinely confused why there was moments that I felt sad or why there was moments where I would go from zero to a hundred so quickly. And um, if those of you that have known me and for those of you who don't in middle school, I was genuinely a very happy person when that's what I perceive myself as. I would show that I was involved with student council, theater, cheer. I tried to be the light for others when literally my light was draining and I felt like that was a facade and it wasn't until high school that I really started showing that I started showing my struggles um, I started losing passion in the things that I have always been passionate in I stopped cheering I stopped performing I genuinely felt for a while that I had lost myself and um, those were some difficult times i would say and it wasn't until i really had a moment with myself and i remember laying on my bedroom floor that's what i did when i felt like i was at um, my lowest points is i would lay on my bedroom floor and i would just cry for hours and i would scroll through social media and i would find ways to compare myself and give reasons why I wasn't good enough or why I wasn't capable in um, performing or why I giving myself reasons why I stopped doing all the things I did. And it wasn't until I really looked in the mirror and I was like, I, I need to get up. I need to get up. I need to figure out what's going on. And that's when I seeked out and went to a therapist and I was diagnosed clinically depressed and I've struggled with major anxiety issues my entire life. And like I told Paris when we got to talk before, I definitely used that to my advantage. I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm depressed or I'm anxious. That's why I'm not doing these things. That's why I'm losing friendships. That's why I don't have motivation. And I would just use that to validate what I was going through. And I, I definitely never had it all figured out. I was learning constantly. I was talking to therapists. I was trying to improve my mental health on my own. And it genuinely wasn't until I started the Diamond Bucket Project. And I was like, you know what? This, this failure, I, I, can, I, I felt like it was a failure. I felt like I was a failure. But that moment, I knew I can use this to educate and advocate for mental health for others. And it wasn't until I started talking to other people about what they were going through. And I was sharing my story, sharing my experience with dealing with mental health, with, de with depression, with anxiety, that that's what saved me. That's what saved me was seeing the power of this community of people that are experiencing the same thing I am. It showed me and it let me know that I was not alone in this. 
So that's- I love it. Oh my gosh. I just, I love it so much. And honestly, like I remember the first conversation we had, you were telling me about the story leading up to the creation of the Diamond Bucket Project. And I just found it so cool that you you started thinking about creating this at 16, right? 16 years old? 16 16 years old, old, you guys. 16 years old, she- had, you know, thinking about how can I use my experiences and these feelings of feeling like a failure, feeling like I'm the only one dealing with this, suffering with this, not feeling like I can come out of it or talk to anyone about it or really like make any movement forward from this. She took that and she was, you know, thinking of what can I turn this into Mm -hmm. to, you know, create a unity feeling and community and to create more of an awareness of this. And that's when you started the Diamond Bucket Project, which, you know, was four years ago, right? Four years ago? ago. It's crazy to think that that was four years ago because I have gotten to talk to thousands of students and it's amazing not only to know that I have impacted some lives, but also like they have no idea the impact that they've made on mine. And I think that's the most powerful thing um, that I've taken away from starting this nonprofit oh and, my gosh. and trying to navigate yes. through my feelings. You know, it was just, it's, it's crazy, but it's, oh. it's exciting to think about. I love it so much. So just tell us a little bit. So tell us about, you know, what led, obviously we kind of got into that a little bit, like what led up to the creation of the Diamond Bucket Project, but what is the Diamond Bucket Project all about? Um, what do you guys do? Because I know you mentioned, you know, talking to some students and different things like that, but to kind of give us a nice overview of what it is and, you know, what it's all about. So the Diamond Bucket Project is a nonprofit organization aimed to educate um, students about the importance of mental health. So like I said, I've got to um, make many appearances in schools, educating students, but also hosting my own events where we can truly um, come together and just use the power of being together and talking about depression, anxiety, um, bipolar disorder, you know, there's so many different mental illnesses that people are dealing with. And so my main goal was to raise awareness, but also raise money so that we can um, provide the tools necessary in places like Wellstone. And also I partnered with Good to Go Green, which is a nonprofit organization aimed to educating students about the importance of healthy eating because that kind of ties together with my platform about healthy living and a healthy mind, a healthy lifestyle. And a lot of people don't have that access. And that's what I think is so powerful about Good to Go Green as well as the Diamond Bucket Project that a lot of people aren't educated on the importance of mental health, but also the importance of taking care of ourselves physically too. And so that's been awesome to be able to partner with them but the Diamond Bucket Project has really been about the power of speaking and making sure that each and every person that I encounter knows that they are not alone and that they are capable of getting through whatever they um, have that they're going through right now and that their current situation does not define them and it does not define who they can be. 
And so that's really, oh my gosh. I'm just so, so in love with this, all of it, everything, you know, just everything, you know, we've covered so far and gotten into, and especially like that point you bring up of talking about the physical health related also to the mental health and also with the healthy eating exercise and also educating on that as well, I think is so, so important. Cause I feel like sometimes we can, we can kind of forget that, you know, right. Like when we're, you know, really dealing with something, struggling with something. And in that moment right there in that struggle, we sometimes start to like overlook, you know, the things that we're doing physically, you know, what we're eating, are we getting exercise? What are we doing with our bodies? And we kind of like put that on the back burner because we, we tend to be, you know, almost so overwhelmed with what we have experienced, what we're dealing with. So I love that you also tie that in there as well. And also kind of talk about the, the whole overall thing, right? Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy life, not just kind of like one aspect of it. I think, you know, anything would be good to focus on anything, but I love how you, how you do that and how you really tie all that together. And that also leads me to, you know, kind of the title of this episode, right? So I remember I, I was sitting here talking to you and I was like, I was like, wow, I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, what am I going to call this one? And I, I remember hearing this and just, just your view that you have of failure. I would love to ask you about this because I found this so interesting and just so such, such a good, good thing that I really want to highlight. So how do you view failure and what about that view do you believe has helped you in life? Yes. So like I told Paris, I definitely have had an outlook on failure my entire life that it was such a negative thing, you know, failing a test, failing a class, failing at a sport, you know, it, it was always put out to be, that's, it's a disappointment. It's something that we should be ashamed of. And that's how I viewed it my entire life until I had this huge moment of failure, not just failing at a class or failing trying a new sport. Like I said, it was the failure of failing myself. And I was distraught. I was genuinely confused of, I, I feel like a, an actual failure. This is, this is the feeling of failing. I have failed myself. I have failed relationships. I have failed my family members. I feel like I have let anxiety, depression um, defeat me, uh, comparison defeat me. And my view of failure started to shift when really I, I was like, I am starting a, the Diamond Bucket Project because I failed. And if I did not, I would not be here right now. I would not be standing here talking about mental health with students if I did not go through that. And I am a firm believer that I'm going to fail a hundred more times and I cannot wait for that. I genuinely cannot wait to experience the feeling of defeat because that's what brings out the fire in me. And it should bring out the fire in anyone that your failure does not define you. That is a stepping stone to success. That is a stepping stone to growth. And so that's really my outlook on failure itself. Just knowing that this happened for a reason and this is 
the reason is it's creating who I'm going to be in the future. And I, I'm excited to fail again. I genuinely am. And that's crazy to say, but <laughs> I cannot wait. No, I, I love it so much. <laughs> Just that view and how, and how you talk about, you know, failure as a stepping stone to success. And I really agree with you, you know, especially when we, we talked about this before of, you know, being younger and, you know, being in school and, you know, you fail a test or you fail a class or, you know, you don't make tryouts for basketball, cheer, track team, whatever it is you, and then you could, and then you start to personalize that. And I think that's what uh, we really started to focus on is, you know, yes, you know, you may not have gotten the grade you wanted or, you know, gotten on this, but when we start to take these things personal and say, no, I am, a failure. It's me. Yeah. It's because of me. And because of that, we start to kind of, it starts to become very difficult to want to almost pursue other things because we, we reflect so much on, well, I messed up at this and I didn't do good at this, or I, you know, didn't get this right. So why would I get that right? And it starts to become very difficult and very overpowering and almost completely overwhelming to come out of that. But I love how you started to say, you know what, I would not have created the diamond bucket project, unless I failed, unless I experienced these things, unless I had these feelings and there wouldn't, there wouldn't even be one. You wouldn't even be able to, you know, be able to be in front of these students, having these conversations, you know, empowering them, encouraging them, lifting them up. You wouldn't even be able to be doing any of that unless you, you know, you had this in the first place. And I really think that is such a, like, I just wish this was more of a common perception of failure because, you know, even me, even me, I, I was the same way. I was totally the same way, you know, very similar to what you were saying, you know, viewing this as me, you know, it, it is me. I'm the one who has failed my family, my friends, you know, whatever the case may be, you look at it that way. But I think that the way that you really frame it is so incredible because, and especially the point of, you know, of course we're going to fail again in our lives it's, it's unavoidable, unavoidable, <laughs> inevitable. Right. So we, we know this, but we're, it's almost like we're, we're not afraid of it, but we're welcoming this because it's, it's allowing us more room to grow, more room to learn, more room to say, okay, you know, this might, ha might not have gone the way that I expected, or, you know, the way that I had, had foreseen this or planned this to go, but that's okay. You know, right. it happened. Um, I can take something from this. And I think that's one of the most important things you really, you know, taught me in our conversation is to take something away from that rather than to let that experience take something away from you. Yes, exactly. And so <laughs> on that aspect of things can defeat you even further than it already did. And so shifting that perspective and using it as a light that this is, because it doesn't mean that you weren't good at X, Y, Z. That has nothing to do with failure at all. It's just showing you and teaching you a lesson and showing you that you can use this as a stepping stone. So I think that everyone should just really use it to their advantage, use it as a powerful tool to become who they want to be and not dwell on um, the past at all. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I think that's an, an amazing point that you just brought up. And that also leads me to something we kind of got into a little bit, a little bit earlier, a little bit was social media. So last time we spoke, we got into this conversation, right. And this role that social media played during the moments, the lowest moments that you'd experienced in life. So I'd love to hear from you, you know, what role did it play 
and how do you view social media today when it comes to helping or harming our mental health? Yes. So social media was a super important role in my life at an early age. And I feel like my generation had to experience that a lot earlier. And now it's even earlier with the students that are even in elementary school having Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And so for me, um, like I kind of talked about before, I used social media as a comparison tool and it wasn't even an, a place for me to fully be who I am. It was a place where I could go search someone that I wanted to compare myself to. And there has always been this idea of a perfect image of a person that I felt like I needed to be. You know, my body had to be a certain way. I had to look this way. I had to create my life to make it seem like it's perfect on social media. And so I developed an eating disorder out of being on Instagram and Facebook um, in high school. I became very anorexic and I was not eating. I was not nourishing my body the way I should. I was not taking care of myself because I thought the idea of beauty was being small and skinny. And I told, I remember talking to you about this, that even in the moments that I thought, oh my gosh, like I had gotten so, so small and I would look in the mirror and I would still not feel good enough. I would still view myself as, oh, like I, I, have, I have to lose a little bit here and here and I need to have that hourglass figure. At 17 years old, I was thinking this. And the more that I have talked to students, this is still a problem today. And social media should be a place where we fully express who we are. And that's been my goal moving forward, um, especially since I graduated from high school, is to be real, to be authentically myself on social media, to show um, that I am not perfect. And that was the reason that I even started my blog was because I talk a lot about the experiences that I've dealt with. And a lot of it is not um, sugar-coated. It's not sweet and it's definitely straightforward. And that's exactly what I wanted it to be. And I've talked to so many people that have reached out to me on Instagram telling me how much me coming out with my story has helped them realize what is actually going on. And that's been my goal with the Diamond Bucket Project, with my blog, and with social media in general, is just to normalize the idea that we are all who we are for a reason. And we cannot compare ourselves to each other because we are so different. And I am the most quirky, weird, outgoing <laughs> person. And I've accepted that. Like I have so many qualities that I have grown to love that I used to hate because it didn't live up to that expectation of perfection, as you would say. That wow. this is Yes. Oh my gosh. I, lo I love that so much, especially when you talk about you know, the, using social media, especially being so young, right? You said 17 years old, being on 
line and, and seeing these pictures and seeing these images. And then even you said, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I feel like I'm small enough. I feel, I feel good, but then also seeing your reflection and saying, well, well, I need to work on this more and I need to change. And it almost kind of seems, you know, like we kind of got into this conversation last time of almost like an unattainable um, kind of happiness. Like we have this, right. Like it's almost like we have this, or you kind of had this destination in your head, right. Of, okay, once I reach this point, then it'll be good. Then, then I'll, you know, be the way I want. And, and I think that's amazing that you talk about, you know, what you do on social media now and highlighting, you know, and in your blog, highlighting these experiences, talking about, you know, what it was like to suffer with an eating disorder, the reality of that and not sugarcoating that. I think that's so important that you do that the way that you do it, because, you know, I feel like it's almost more common to see a lot of different things talked about with, you know, like a sugar coating on top of it, you know, trying, okay, well, you know, here's the topic, but, you know, kind of like going about it in a way that isn't um, like fully the exact experience because of some whatever reason that's, you know, holding us back from really like going in and saying, you know, this is what it was like. You know, I had days where, you know, I was on the floor in tears for hours, just struggling with this, not eating at all, constantly criticizing myself every single time I looked in the mirror, never, never, never feeling good about myself. But then people, right, are seeing you, right? They're seeing you on social media and probably being like, wow, you know, this, this girl looks so amazing. Like her life looks great. And I think that that point you talked about of that facade, right. And continuing to try to maintain this image, you know, whether it be online or in life or to our friends or to our family members or to, you know, anyone, you know, around us that, you know, I'm doing good, you know, everything's okay. You know, you don't need to be concerned. I'm fine. I'm great. Everything's great. And I think that is so true when you bring that up is, you know, being able to actually say, you know, I'm not doing okay right now. This is something that I've, I've been dealing with or experiencing. And, you know, I struggled with in the past. And that's what I think is so amazing about you is you have used that as fuel to create the Diamond Bucket Project, to create your blog and put that out there in a way that is helpful to people rather than something that is continuing to uh, pull other people down and make them still feel stuck and like they won't ever live up to this image that they're trying to reach or, you know, this person that they, they really, really want to be like, or look like, or live like, and feeling like there's no way that can happen. I love that you do that. And the way that you speak about that and just, you know, the, the level of vulnerability that you have, and especially bringing this up at, at, you know, at being 20 years old and being able to like, come on here and say these things and tell the story, I think is amazing. And this, you know, if we can continue to, you know, continue to spread this message and do the things that you're doing, you know, visiting these students and, you know, giving these talks and, and doing these uh, speaking engagements and partnering with, with other organizations, like you said, continuing to do these things and continue to build this message to let people know that you're not alone and other people have, de- have dealt with this on, in, in some kind of a capacity and that you don't have to feel like you have to stay there, I think is so incredible just about you and this message and just really all of it because you are really using social media for for good right instead of you know and i and i know you know there's probably plenty of people out there who are still 
you know, still kind of afraid to, and I'm not saying that like everyone has to go out and like go on social media and say, Hey guys, you know, I'm, I, I'm struggling with this. Like not everyone has to do that, but like, just to let people know that you can, you know, if you want to, and you feel, you know, called to do that because you think, you know, providing that message could potentially help people who see you, who follow you, who look at you and say, you know, this is what I'm, I'm dealing with. And just to kind of let, like show people, you know, I'm a human, you know, I'm like a real, (laughs) yes. It's okay not to be okay. And I, I have realize that, that I, I don't have everything figured out. I, I definitely have moments where I still, I mean, I'm still struggling with anxiety and depression. And instead of viewing that as such a negative thing, I've, I've made it really become just kind of who I am. This is, you know, this is, this is me. This is, I have days where I struggle. And that was the purpose of the blog and posting on social media that I still share my experiences right now that I, I, I don't have it figured out all the way. I I have experienced this. I have grown. I have learned, but I'm still experiencing. I'm still growing. And so is everyone else. And I I think that's just the power that we need to use social media as, as a platform where we can truly um, express and be who we are. And like you said, we don't have to, you don't have to come out and say everything that you've dealt with or experienced in your life, but just know that you can and it is accessible if you want to and maybe seeing other people like i have fallen in love with your instagram and your message and you being open and real and honest and that's why i was just so excited to come on here today and to talk with you because you have impacted so many people and i don't even know if you know that and so that's why i'm gonna tell you right now that you've impacted me and and watching you on social media and listening to your podcast has been empowering and oh my gosh (laughs) thank you so much honestly like hearing that from you just means more to me than i can even express into words just knowing that you know putting out whatever i put out you know whether whether it be the podcast you know a post on social media and just knowing that you know i'm reaching someone and someone is seeing that and saying wow you know you know, this is helping me in this way, or this is teaching me this, you know, that's, that's the point, right? That's really what we, you know, would, would all kind of want to strive for, right? When we're putting stuff out there into the world, you know, like, what is this going to do for people? Is this going to, you know, help people in some way? Is this going to add value to people in some way? And just to hear that from you is like, it's just so amazing. I'm like, so the- glad that you, like, I, I'm just so happy for you too, that you have used your platform for the good. And I want you to know that, that I remember telling you on the phone that as long as I can help that one out of the hundred, as long as I can reach that one. And I know that standing here with you, I am that one for you. Just so you know that. You oh, have- oh my God, Stevie. I can't. Okay. Oh my gosh. And you guys, this, this is so exciting to me because like, like we said so many times, we had this phone call right before doing the podcast and she connected with me on Instagram before that, but we set up the call and we were just on the phone for 
like two and a half hour. I don't even know, like maybe three. I don't know. I mean, a long time just talking and talking about like her story, the things that she went through, the experiences, you know, the diamond bucket project, the nonprofit, how she created this and just, you know, her, her personal story and like the things that she's dealt with, with anxiety, with depression, you know, struggling with an eating, eating disorder. What was that like? What did that look like? How did she, you know, overcome these moments? And like, just all of these topics we covered and got into, I was like, I'm so more than excited to turn this into an episode to like have this conversation because what she is doing is truly incredible. And, and just like you, like she said, you know, whether, whether reaching, you know, one person, a hundred people, a thousand people, whatever, like you're reaching somebody who is going to take something away. And, and, you know, you, you never really know the extent to how you really do impact people, you know, unless, you know, they, they tell you, or they, they say, Hey, you know, you know, what you talked about or what you're doing has done this. And just being able to do that is, is such a huge thing for me. Just like being able to tell people, you know, what you're doing is so important and so necessary and so needed because you are helping students, right? Students in schools who go to school every single day, who, you know, may, may be dealing with something that we don't even know about that we can't even physically see. Because I remember you telling me a story of you went in and you gave a talk to students and you were talking and telling me about uh, one of the students in the audience, you know, who just was just f- happy. So smiling, excited, just lit up, so excited to be there. And then you told me what happened afterwards. So you tell the story. I don't want to tell yes. <laughs> yes. no, So that um, was definitely a special moment for me. And like you said, I was, I was in a classroom. I was talking to a bunch of fourth graders. <laughs> so if we just remember, they are, you know, 10 years old. And I was talking to them about my platform. I had each and every one of them stand up and tell me three things that they loved about themselves. And I just remember this one girl, she, I mean, she had about 20 things to say that she loved about herself. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she, she's full of life. I, I could just see it. I honestly, and I said this to you, I saw my reflection in her. I was like, this is, this is how I was, this is, you know, at that age, I, I, I could just see myself. And that was the one person that really stood out to me in the class. And afterwards I got to talk to the teacher about, you know, she was giving me a little background to everyone. And, you know, I, I remember her looking at the girl that I had pointed out amongst everyone in the room. And she said that she deals with depression and she sees a psychiatrist three days a week and she does harm herself and has tried to harm herself. And in that moment, I was truly stopped and and I, I, I couldn't even fathom that the one person in the room that I thought was the happiest was the one struggling the most. And so that's what I took away from that experience is that we don't know what people are dealing with. We cannot see it black and white. We have to dig deep. And sometimes that's what it takes is talking to people, having conversations, seeing what other people are going through. And that one girl came up to me afterwards and gave me a hug and said, thank you so much for being here. And it makes me like wanna cry because it's, it was 
it was the fact that I knew that was my one. That was my one. In that room, that was my one. And little did I know that I was going to make that much of an impact on someone that day. And so that's the story that will stay with me for the rest of my life. And I've been able to um, stay in contact from afar with this girl and to be able to get updates from the teacher about her and her journey. And I just can't wait to see you know, what she does because this doesn't define her. Her current yes. situation does not define her. So I love that. I love that so much. And just, you know, being able to and hear the message right from that story. We, re we really truly don't know how people are doing, right? Because you could, because like you said, you know, you can, you can see someone who's smiling, like laughing, just so full of life, excited, you know, and seeing that, right? And remembering this girl reminds me of me when I was that age, reminds me of how I used to be. And then knowing, you know, and just sitting there and knowing the impact that you had on that girl. And like you said, she was your one, you know, having her come up to you and just thank you for being there today. It just, and that is so special to me because, you know, we, we really never know like the full extent of that impact that you had on that girl that day. She could have left and said, wow, you know, this changed everything for me. Just he hearing someone come in and speak to our class and, you know, t tell her story, talk about her platform, you know, have us say things that we love about ourselves, you know, just have that experience. You know, we, it's amazing and it's incredible. And it's just something that I'm so excited to get into and so excited to highlight and feature and everything. So the one last thing I really want to ask you is what has been the most helpful for you in coming out of that period you experienced where you let depression and anxiety take control? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that I did not let it defeat me. And knowing that I am strong, I am I am powerful, I am beautiful, I am unique, I am creative. And knowing that I did not let those circumstances define or defeat me is what helped me. And to know that although I felt alone in this, I am not alone. And to know I have a community of people just like you and just like everyone that I have encountered or gotten to talk to, to know that we're not alone in this. We aren't. As much as it may seem like that in the moment, as much as it may seem like we can't get out of this cycle or that this is determining our future or that this is going to defeat me. I'm going to tell you right now, depression cannot defeat you. Comparison cannot defeat you. Anxiety cannot defeat you. Your demons inside of your head cannot defeat you. And I want each and every one of you listening to this right now to know that. And to take, if you take anything away, know that your current situation does not define you. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. The whole message, that message, just this entire conversation. You know, as soon as I saw you today on my schedule to record, I just was lit up. I was like, this is going to be an amazing day, an amazing conversation. And it was, it was, it was way more than I expected it to be just incredible, incredible value. You know, all the tips you dropped, you know, just the stories you told about your experiences, the nonprofit, the blog, all of it, all the stuff that you have done and you're currently doing, I think is absolutely amazing and incredible. And I've just, I'm so glad we connected and I cannot wait to put this episode out there. And I hope 
hope that all you guys listening have enjoyed this one as much as I have enjoyed creating it for you guys. And whether you're listening in the daytime or the nighttime, I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. And on that note, I'm going to end it here. And I hope you guys love this episode. If you love it, go ahead and uh, reach out to us and let us know. And uh, Stevie, tell them where can they find you? Oh, yes. So my Instagram is Stevie Ann Griffin. Um, if you want to reach out, you can find me at um, thediamondbucketproject.com. You can find me on there. And also Facebook, Twitter is also Stevie Ann Griffin. Yes. All right, guys. So you heard it today. That's where you can find Stevie and all her info. Go check her out. She's amazing. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So all right, guys. Goodbye, guys. And goodbye, Stevie. Bye. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to talk about becoming a guest or to share your thoughts on this episode with me, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email to crookedillness at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at crookedillness, or you can message me on my Facebook page at crookedillness as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Crooked Illness.